Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good morning, guys. It's uh, December 4th. A Tuesday, 2018, 9.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here. Uh, geez, Rich, I don't know how you get up there at 6.01 in the morning. That's a, you're a real warrior. But uh, I have spoken to Jason Kessler uh, about Patrick's suggestion that we do something to enter into his case as an interested party. Well, uh, I think Jason will be on our legal team show tonight at 7 o'clock, and uh it looks pretty promising. Anybody that's been, that was at Charlottesville in 2017 and was denied their right to free speech and their right to uh, peacefully assemble, also our 14th Amendment violation that gives us equal protection under the law, if we sign on to the lawsuit, uh, this will start a kind of a class action lawsuit. And now the attorney that, who who's a Jewish guy, no problem with that as far as being a, an attorney, they got some good connections, uh, it's in his best interest to have us all on there because apparently if we can prove that we were denied our rights, the First and Fourteenth Amendment rights, each one of those denials is worth a million dollars. So if we have ten people that do this, the attorney will get 40%, if that's the normal contingency fee, from ten people, that's four million dollars for him. Well, obviously, he's going to be uh, working his butt off to try and win that judgment because it's going to fatten his pocketbook. So yeah. the, the problems are that you need to be able to use your real name, not be afraid to come out into the public, enter on as, as a, an interested party on the lawsuit, as Patrick suggested last Tuesday night, and, you know, the ball's rolling. Anybody wants to be in on this, anybody that was in Charlottesville that was denied their civil rights under the First and Fourteenth Amendments, let's get this thing going. Let's join on. I'm going to do it. I got nothing to lose. And, and yeah, oh, it, it, we will have to pay some sort of a fee towards the legal uh, preparations and so on and so forth. But if we get enough people, it will be minimized to the point where it won't be that, it, it won't be that much of a, of a dollar loss. Now, you know, Obviously, if we get 100 people to sign in and there's a potential for $2 million for each of the 100 people, you're looking at $200 million that the city of Charlottesville will be forced to pay. Whoever the, the uh, plaintiff... Well, the plaintiff sure, they stop them from having to beat up on us so much. They're, gonna, they're not going gonna, to gonna want to jump on a bunch of uh, uh, white nationalists anymore after that. Well, you know, two things may happen here. If we start getting the momentum going that people will sign on as interested parties, it would it would certainly behoove the city of Charlottesville and whoever the uh, the defendants are in this case to make a, a settlement with Jason, like right now, to keep it down yeah. to a, to a minimum of what they have to pay out, which would still work for us because now Jason will get the money. And and, and basically, the main thing is to make them pay. It's not so much how much money we're going to get, it's what they're going to have to pay. And they, then they're going to start realizing 
don't mess with these people. Don't mess with these people because this can cost us a whole lot of money. So anybody uh, that's interested in this, anybody that was at Charlottesville number one, alt-right one, uh, get in touch with us. Get in touch with me. Everybody knows, a lot of people know my phone number. A lot of people that were at Charlottesville know my phone number. There's other business opportunities involved here as well. So Jason, whether or not he's a true white nationalist, Jason has certainly taken the, the battle to the enemy. And uh, let's hope that he's successful in this. And maybe we'll all be successful in this. So anybody that wants to get in on that show tonight for the, uh, you know, our, our legal school show at 7 o'clock uh, needs to get in touch with people and have the phone number so we can make that connection. Any questions? Oh. Uh, sounds sounds promising. Uh, this this lawyer, uh, uh, he's is he? I take it, you know, he's taking it on a, a quid pro quo basis. No, and no, no, the, no, no, no. He hasn't. Actually, Jason is paying a, a somewhere near fifteen hundred dollars a month to pay this guy's uh, fees. So, if if we if let's say ten people did that, I don't know if he may be higher than fifteen hundred dollars a month if there's. 10 more people add on to the case. But let's say it wasn't higher. That would be 100, 150 bucks a piece if it was 10 people. If it was 20 people, it would be $75 a piece. And it's not like something you're going to donate money to Jason just so he can fight the battle. You're, you're putting money in, and you may win the battle with Jason. And so that's really, very, very promising. So Jason and I spoke about this for, I don't know, half hour or so. He works. He, he, you know, he has to make a living. He has to live his life. So... You know, and the guy is constantly, constantly fighting for the re restoration of our civil rights. And that's really what Jason's all about, is the restoration of civil rights for whites. So there well, you yeah, go. That, that, would be, that would go a long ways towards uh, turning around this, this, this thing that has been uh, oppressing uh, the white race for, for a Absolutely. long, long time. Uh, at least, at least a little regress. Uh, yeah, no, hopefully. Uh, and w one one thing that I have have always kind of wished for is a uh, a completely transparent uh, fund somewhere uh, that mm -hmm. that is is dedicated is dedicated to this. You know, white civil rights, uh, getting getting these cases. Uh, uh, up in the courts, if, if there's any peaceful resolution to this, I think we can all agree that's where it is. Uh, we're going to have to get up into the courts and, and start making, uh, you know, cases. Uh, the the Supreme the Supreme Supreme Court's a little more conservative now, so uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, yeah, you go know, ahead, Patrick. Um, you know, it, it all started out where. When our founding fathers set it up, we had unalienable rights uh, endowed by a creator with unalienable rights, and that's uh, we were sovereign people. There was nobody above us, and our and our government was our servants, and that's the way they set it up. But very slowly, they have gained power. Like like Thomas Jefferson said, if they uh, they exceed the 18 enumerated powers, there will be no limit to their power. Well, they found ways to do that. Uh, they've, they've taken care of, they're taking over the, uh, the, the uh, Congress and passed a lot of bunch of bills 
in uh, that uh, that to constrain us the Patriot Act for one, for example, where they gave uh, police powers to all of the departments, the uh, BLM, the, the Department of Education. But um, that should not, they, uh, it, uh, it gets kind of blurry because there was two different government uh, congresses going on. One was for the British F, uh, uh, U.S. government, the federal. And that was, that was the British and out of uh, Washington D.C. with the Hamilton and Adams, and and uh, they were pro-British up there, and they and they and that was their baby, you know. And uh, now the Continental Congress is in Philadelphia, and uh, we had nothing to do with each other. And they 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 they, they attacked us in 1812, and they ever since then, you know, they they uh, they beat us down, but they didn't make real big strides until Lincoln, and Lincoln. They just basically just took over and just you know and uh, rolled everything into a trust, and now they made everybody a corporation. The Act of 1871, they turned everybody into a corporation, and now everybody's a franchise of the federal government, and they get block grants. You got to sign contracts, or they turn everybody into a corporation. But that is not the way it's supposed to be. We want our inalienable rights. We don't want those civil rights. That's something for the federal government and in U.S. citizens. You know that, that that they are. You know they can do whatever they want, but they shouldn't be messing with the the nation states. And uh, so I, I'm. I'm and the only way I see to do that is go to common law. Get in common law. Yeah. You know these courts are. They've already. Uh, Justice Scalia said in the Anderson case in, in 1992. He said that that we are the fourth branch of government, equal and separate. And we we uh you know we don't we don't go only by you've harmed someone else. It's uh you know that's it. That's only we don't go by statutes and codes, and uh, and they will have a hard time dealing with that. You know if we can go to that, you know, and uh, we we will, we can stand our ground on that. And uh, I yield. Well, you know whether it be civil rights or God-given rights, if every, if the, if I'm awarded two million dollars. I don't know what's in a name. You know what I mean? I really don't care if I get my $2 million. They're going to pay. And, and we're, we are in the civil rights mode right now. We're not in the God-given rights mode. And if we can force them to pay in their own system, under their own yeah. rules, that's way, way, well, way I better. I don't agree. I don't well, that's fine. It might, you, it might you, be you, beneficial. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm gonna let y'all go your own route with that. But my, I'm, I'm, we're reinstating the common law court. That's what we're all about. And I believe we got a, we okay. might have a meeting tonight. So you know, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, you know, because uh, uh, you know, we got, we got, we, we know what we know. And uh, you, some people just, they're just not there. Uh, you know, if they like, if they like being a U.S. citizen, they like all these, you know, having to give their kids vaccines. They, they like all that stuff. God bless them. May the chains rest easy on their on their arms. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but the, the 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 point is, we we are in this. When you put, pointed out, I don't know, maybe last week sometime, Patrick. I think you pointed out the Seventh Amendment, and the Seventh Amendment says, in cases of common law. <clears throat> so apparently, we do have cases of common law. Otherwise, we they'd have to change the wording of the Seventh Amendment, and they have not done that. So how do we force them to go into the common law court to give us our rights in the there's common ways. law court system? It, it's, it, there's ways. For example, you can go in there and ask, is this a court of record? 
and by by default, if they, if it is, if they you know if, if they uh, they say it is, it's a it's a common law court. You can all, you can press common law then, you know, and uh, you know. But if they don't, if they don't. If it's not a court of record, then it's not a common law court. That's one way you can do it. But another one is best not even go in their courts, but to go to just like uh, Ireland. They they wouldn't wouldn't go in the British court. They set up their own court. We need to set up our own common law courts and do our own uh, uh, business there, and that's what we're hard at right now. And uh, you know, and, um, uh, we we got a, a PhD helping us along, and she's going to protect us. You know, in case they try to attack us. Uh, and uh, you know, that's that's we uh, we've already we, we were in operation. Uh, we've got you know, but uh, uh, we're we're going to push it. You know, and uh, we got to do it. You know, otherwise, we're going. They're, they're just going to keep uh, throwing these down. See, you know, when a, when a Congress goes in in session, when they're in session, they produce what's called sessions laws. That's stuff they generate out of their their you know when they're in session, and then from there it's handed off to a bunch of attorneys, and they make it all uniform, and they make a uniform commercial code. And uh, but that's that's a, that's like making sausage. They're not supposed to be doing that shit. You know, they're not supposed to be altering things so it all fits together with everything else. It's a, it and it's also they patent it. You know, the, the whole mess is just absolutely it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's uh it's not should be making laws like that. Uh, and uh, you know, so in, in common law though, you don't use statutes and codes. They that you know we don't use it uh, at all. It doesn't apply. It's only it's only uh, case law, and uh, in the and actually even that don't apply. It's, a matter, it's just a matter of restoring the damage, and that's it. You know, and so we got to get out of their system. They're killing us. Well, that's okay. If we could get out of the system, I would agree 100. percent And I, it's my understanding that the Revolutionary War was sparked by the fact that the colonists uh, created their own court system. First, they just didn't go to court, and for anything. And that really slowed down the British system. And, but they couldn't do anything like get married, to transfer property ownership, and that kind of thing. And so they ultimately had to try and go to a, a, a common law court, and that was really the spark of the Revolutionary War. Have you heard anything about that, Patrick? No, but that's pretty interesting. I've never seen anything, no document. I know we was a stamp, it was called the Stamp Act. That was a big trigger. That's where you know the uh, you had to have everything you had had to have this king stamp on it, and if, if it didn't have it, then they could take it from you. Well, that was really, really about the you know the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, the other thing was a little bit more underground and not really widely reported on. Probably fake news or, or the the not reporting of the true news, and that's those those are the kind of things that happened back then, and they're going to happen again. It's happening right now. People are finally fed up with what's going on like, worldwide. I mean, this is going. Even Hillary Clinton is saying, "Oh, we got to stop this immigration because you're what you're doing is you're spoiling more interest in populism, and and so people are going to flock to populism if you don't do something about this infringement on their rights by bringing these." I just read an article just a couple of minutes ago on Source well, News. Go. That, that's, that's, that's what we got to do, Frank. Is you know it is is we've got to find a way to get out of their system because we can't fight them whenever they can set up all of these you know uh, quotas and affirmative action and stuff. Like that. They're killing us. You know if we can't separate ourselves and break that 
break that, you know, the affirmative action and all these. They have all kinds of departments that they come down on on, on the companies when they when, when they're in hiring practices and stuff. I can't think what the name of that, but uh, you know, they, they they go into a big corporation. If they don't have exactly the right amount of you know uh, 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 different uh, uh, races in there. The the, the, the government. We'll take it on, you know, or, you know, they back in Arkansas, Little Rock, they, they fixed bayonets, you know, in front of a school. Just so these blacks come marching right in there. And, uh, you know, and uh, we, uh, that's what we got to break. You know, it's a, it, they're just making stuff on the fly that's unconstitutional. But, that, you know, they, you know it, uh, they, don't, they shouldn't have that right to do that. They just make the law up. Well, I agree with that. But that's for sure. But it, as I say, it, the Seventh Amendment is still on the is still in the part of the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. Thank God. And it says, at common law court, in a common law court, you have these certain rights and privileges. Any case that's handled in a common law court, in the, as outlined in the Seventh Amendment, above the twenty dollar fee, then you're going to get a, a jury, and and so. Where's that common law court, and where's my jury in my common law court? Because I'm suing you guys for twenty-one dollars and thirty-seven cents. There you go. That's that's what you got. You got to demand it. So you know, so like I say, when you go in there, you got to ask them, "Is this a court of record?" If it's the same thing, they understand what you're saying. That that's asking them, "Is this a, is this a common law?" We're going to go by common law, and if you know, and uh, that's what we're going to do, and uh, you know, and that. You take, you take, you can take over a good, a good person that knows this stuff. They can take over a court, uh, but you got to be careful because it's very dangerous. They will try to snag you into their jurisdiction in a number of different ways. You know, I, I won't tell you exactly all of them because too many of them. You cross the bench. You can, uh, you can, you can agree to be in the name. You're not. You should say things like, you know, I'm here as a special appearance. You know, you you got to do all these little tricks to stay out of their jurisdiction. You know, but yet all the while you're asking them, is this a court of record? Am I going to get my due process? Blah blah blah. I got. I got. I got to ask a question here. Uh, do you all remember? Uh, you all remember that Westboro Baptist outfit that was uh, grabbing headlines, raising all kinds of hell, uh, yeah. practicing practicing their rights of free speech and all that, and I I recall seeing that, that that whole family is attorneys. They're all lawyers or, or have law degrees or are in the practice of law. And, and I can't help but wonder uh, how, much, how much money did they make, you know, uh, off, of, off of all that notoriety. I, I, I really can't believe that they were just out there, you know, uh, doing what they did, uh, you know, for, for some kind of, you know, Purely altruistic motivations. I, I I got a I got a feeling they made a lot of money off of that, and uh, I just, I just wondering how that went down. Does anybody know? How did they do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Go ahead, Daryl. White Power Brothers. I I seem to remember when we were talking last week. I'm the one that encouraged everyone to get involved with uh, Jason Kessler and the Seventh Amendment. The people in Topeka, Kansas, were not in it for money. They didn't like faggots, and uh, they didn't like not being able to pray, pray in school, and they didn't like giving their children vaccinations. And yes, they did win some free speech fights, but they were not in it for the money. They were in it because they're Christians. 
and they don't like the homosexual agenda. And uh, there are many people that don't like that and uh, want to stand up for, uh, for their free speech, for people to say whatever. But uh, I think it's going to be difficult uh, unless you get the League of the South uh, do some interviews. Jason needs to do some interviews with some white nationalist people, but he seems to separate himself from everyone except Stormfront Radio. I don't. I, I haven't saw him on like proper gender or uh, you know Mark Coed or getting interviewed by any of these people. And once you get more than ten people on there, those people uh, won't have to pay anything because it will become a monster that the attorney. He is, like I said, a Jew. They like to fight for the shekels and the money. And once he gets so many people on board, it'll be like a steamroller of people and the amounts of money. I mean, think if you get 50 people on there, okay, the amount of money that will be involved, what each class action person is paying uh, – you won't be re- you won't be responsible for it. You're an interested party that was damaged, and uh, well, it, it could have a lot of power. But you know, he also could get offered to settle it, and then when they settle it, anyone else will have to bring a separate claim. Exactly, so, and that's why I think I'm going to get. I'm pretty sure Jason's going to come on tonight on our legal school uh, show or conference call. And I have found out that anybody that calls into this free conference call.com, they can be, all numbers are visible to anybody that calls into that show. So if you really are concerned about anonymity, uh, do the star 67 uh, or pound 67, whatever one it is, and call star 67. Star 67, okay, call in with anonymity and join in that discussion. I know personally at least 50 people that were at Charlottesville. And every single one of them, including David Duke, can also sue and become an interesting party on this lawsuit. And so I think uh, Dr. Hill was there, and he could do the same thing. Any of the people from the league could do it. Any of the people from the Shield Wall Network could do it. I mean, Jason, Kess- Jason uh, Jacob Goodwin could do it. Alex, Alex Fields. Uh, the Alex Shield Wall Network wasn't at Charlottesville. Billy Roper encouraged no. everyone not to be involved. Right, but shield wall people were there. So you know, I don't think so. He he Jacob encouraged Goodwin. people in that group not to join. Jacob Goodwin not to go. Shield. Jacob he Goodwin. wasn't a member. Jacob Goodwin was not a member of the shield wall network. He, was a, he may not have been an official paying member, but he was certainly part of the group, and and uh, certainly part of the group right now that Billy Roper supports. So anybody, I know plenty of people that were there that were affiliated with part of... You, you know, realize he can change his status in prison of being a gang member, which keeps him locked down longer. Have you listened to his interview on Lone Star 1776 when he was, Jacob, I, I interviewed by a uh, gang task force? Yeah, and, and apparently I tell everybody, do not become a member of any group. Because when you were, and I, I, I don't think anybody should be a shield. Well, you were just arguing the fact that he was a member of, of the group. He's affiliated with him. He's all, everybody that was in Crossville, and the room that I stayed in with five people. Were there for, for white nationalism. 
they were all they were all affiliated with or part of the Shield Wall Network. All five of them. And so you know to, to say uh, Billy Roper's you know uh, admin admonition to not go to the Charlottesville was unheeded by many people that were there. And you know that's the first time I met Jacob Goodwin was at Charlottesville the United Right One at the after event party that was hosted by the League of the South. And, uh, you, you know, Simon Roach was there from South Africa. Many people were there that were affiliated with multiple groups. Whether or not there were card-carrying members, I don't really know, but I know they supported it. So, you know, anybody that was at Charlottesville can become an interested party on this lawsuit, and I encourage everybody that was there to become an interested party. And I think, uh, Daryl, you're right. Once it gets to a certain number of people, I mean, that the, the, the lawyer will be, you know, rubbing his little rubby hands together, savoring the, this multi-million dollar judgment. There were a thousand people there from, from the white nationalist community. If every one of those people to become an interested party, you're talking about a billion dollar settlement against the city of Charlottesville. You'll bankrupt that town. And that's the goal. No, they're going to come up with uh, lies and excuses, and they will drag it out forever. Yeah, they, they will definitely drag it out forever. That's why everyone should get on with Jason with uh, Jason Kessler, because it will take the pressure off of him, so the fight can continue. It, it'll be very easily to squish. It's very easy to squish people with the legal fees uh and yes. and breaking people with legal fees they do it all the time they they take exactly. everything young and, and that's insane if he's paying 1500 a month he's probably out really of his working own pocket. Very hard. yeah out of his own pocket he's paying that out of his own pocket no help from anybody so that's really here's a guy that's is putting his money where his mouth is and taking the, the fight to the people in charlottesville and he's and he's doing it you know, if, whether he wins or not, they still have to pay their legal fees. They got a lot of people they have to pay, too. Don't, don't forget that. In Washington, D.C., United to Ride 2, we caused the government to spend $2.6 million to defend the 25 people that were there for the rally. That's more than $100,000 per person we forced the government to spend to protect us. And that's, that's a victory all by itself. We had 20,000 people showed up that were left standing in the rain while we were driven through town at high speed in police vans escorted by police cars to get to our train station to go home dry. So they had to pay. So was it a victory in Washington, D.C.? Absolutely. They paid. Oh, we have we to didn't. remember how hated, we, how hated we are. I've been putting uh, the 14 words on many... Oh. Uh, so-called free speech live chats, and you wouldn't believe how instantly they start flagging me and start saying, "Get that white, get the, get the yeah. uh, racist trash off of here. Get the racist trash off of here. We don't need that here. These people hate." And I don't know who's behind the keyboard, but you know, I mean, I wonder if they're white people. I heard someone say they're supposed to be uh, the American Renaissance. He said there's 200 million. Uh, white people in America, and, and uh, I think a whole bunch of them have uh, sold us out. Well, you hey, know what? Hey, Yeah, go ahead. Hey, uh, I may be wrong here, but somebody correct me if I am. On a class action lawsuit, uh, there's going to be a cap on it. 
uh, I, I was involved in a class action lawsuit and uh, got There'll pretty be a much. Tab uh, about, yes, once people start joining on, they're gonna. The other side is gonna say uh, that they want it. They want a cap of how many people can be involved. They'll put that in the papers, and then nobody else can sue for the same thing. No, I'm talking about a cap on the money. Uh, uh, I don't seven, think it's by, so much by the time money. All said and done, I got, I got pretty much pennies compared to what I should have gotten. They, well, as long as put they a cap on the pay. people. As long as right, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying your theory, Frank. I mean, I get it, and that's all good. I'm just, I'm just saying that. You know, if you get a hundred people on there, they're not going to probably go for two million a person. I mean, they're going to they're going to cut it off. You know, it, I it, don't know the details. Six amount of dollars. That's not how that's not how it works. It works by the statutes and using any common law or any of that stuff is not going to work because it is in their arena, and Jason has to play by all their rules. The attorney has to play by all their rules. And the money, you can't set damages at, at something until it goes in front of a jury to decide what the damages are. There are statutes that say there are minimum damages. And the minimum damages for uh, civil rights is like a million dollars. But the majority of the time, they settle out of court. And once yes. a bunch of people start getting on there, the other side is going to make a motion and saying, uh, we want to limit the people involved, and they'll get to argue that motion to the court, and the judge can say, no, I want every single person that got their rights violated here, or it could be a liberal judge, and he could say, yeah, the people that are on here, that's it, and we're all done with Charlottesville. So that's the thing to, to be aware of. As far as, as far as the details are concerned, I hope to have Jason on our legal show tonight, and he can answer those questions. I don't, I don't really know. It doesn't make any sense for me to know everything that Jason knows. Jason's already done all the research. He's been paying for this out of his own pocket for a long time. He's had little or no support from other people. And you know what? These personality conflicts need to be pushed aside in, in the interest of doing something for our people, all of our people, including the black guy that spoke at Unite the Right 2, that his civil rights should not be denied either. Now, we didn't unite the right to. We had our civil rights. We weren't denied any of our civil rights by the government. We were denied some of our civil rights by the people that were the counter-protesters. 20,000 people hated me because I was white. Me and, and Rich and Chloe and other people that were there, they hated us because we were white. And only because we were white. They hated the black guy because he was a white supremacist. That's how sick and twisted these people's minds are. They don't get it. I'm looking at something here right now. The 63% of all non-citizen households are collecting welfare. 63% of those people. And that's our strength? Give me a break. Of, any, of normal native households, it's only 35% collecting welfare. 31% are getting cash subsidies in, from the illegal, the non-citizen household against 19% of citizens. 45% of, of these non-citizens are getting food subsidies, and only 21% of Native Americans are getting those subsidies. What is going on here? And you're sitting hey, there and you're going to tell me diversity is our strength? Diversity is our huh. dead, dead weight. 
Well, I have something about diversity. You know, you're talking about the guy, the black guy that spoke at Unite the Right too, and I think a lot of white nationalists have a, a problem with that because there was a black guy that spoke at some Klan deals. If you Google it, it's like the black guy that attended Klan rallies, and he was a young guy, and he made friends with the with the leader, a Klan leader, and he has a whole story where they met at the hotel, and then he started attending meetings, and they had a big rally, and CNN was there, and the black guy was there after the rally having Cokes, having soda pops with the Klan guy afterwards. There ain't no such thing. Google it. Google it. And then after Charlottesville, the guy gave a TED Talk about how... Uh, no Klan is going to allow any black person to be at their rally. Google it. Why do you think you believe so many events? Why do you think events are well? Look at TED Talk, and the guy talks about it, and there's video of it from the '80s where the guy was there, and there's pictures of it. Google it, okay? This is why many events are white-only events, okay? And they don't want people of other races uh, infiltrating, so later they can say. Oh, I was they at when they're there they can say, Oh, I'm speaking up for everybody's rights, but then they will turn coat against our tribe for their tribe. And that's why many events are whites only. Well, it's like that documentary they did uh you know on the United Shades of America and they let that black comedian Kamal Kamal Bell supposedly uh at a clan around clan cross lighting in Kentucky it's all it's all set up and fake. Uh, there's no Klan gonna let any black person come. That's I don't the, I don't care the, what the circumstances the, are. Somebody's on the computer. Google it. It's not the comedian guy. The comedian guy deal was a setup. Okay. The, the no, I'm not saying him. Not. I'm just saying it's, it's it, that I was using that as an example. Yeah. It's it's. I think when you're having a, a, a you know was the Unite the Right to a free speech event, or was it a white nationalism event? It's great that the Antifa was out there with signs saying bullets kill fascists or bullets kill racists or whatever the crap they're wanting to say, but uh, this is, a, you know, what, we'll see how many people were there. I know a couple people that were there, and they don't want to be involved with Jason Kessler, and it don't matter if it was for millions of dollars. They have white pride. And they're not, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's people that, that think you have to draw a certain line and say, I'm not going to be at, at, at these events, you, you know, with, if it's an all-white, white nationalist for civil rights, uh, it's going to be all-white nationalist for civil rights. Now, people will try to say, oh, you're being supreme or what? Well, no, it's because white people are the ones getting screwed all the time, and we're the ones that got to pay for everything. We're the ones that lose our jobs because these people work for peanuts. And, uh, you know, and their argument is, oh, they do jobs that, that people don't want to do. I know there's plenty of people that uh, want to work. And, uh, you know, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. And uh, we got plenty of people that are eating and they're doing no working. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's... I don't know. I had a problem with the the black the, the black person there speaking up for white rights. I, I'm I'm going to speak up for myself, and uh, I, I think a lot of white nationalists feel the same way that they they don't need uh, someone from the other side. Uh, I I won't 
use bad words, but, you know, orcs. We don't need uh, orcs speaking up for us, you know. Yeah, exactly. And really, you know, I have a policy here on this farm. We have a policy here. It's a whites-only place. Nobody's allowed on this property unless they're white. <clears throat> However, if um, if uh, my political ally, Brother Carl, the the black nationalist uh, Nation of Islam guy, was in trouble and he needed help, I would help him. That's it. Because well, this guy that gave the TED talk, he gives the TED talk that he had all this. He made friends with the Klan guy, and he gave up being a Klansman. And at the end of his TED talk speech, it's very, he's, a, he's a big fat guy now. He's a, he's older. He's a, you know, he's an older fat black gentleman now. And at the end of his TED talk, he talks about how hateful Charlottesville. And we got all the normie people, all the people that. Uh, if you were there, you're a racist, uh, and, and, and this guy didn't even have anything to do with it, but he's using his past experiences. Oh, yeah, I got the guy to give up being a Klansman, and, and uh, we, need to get up, we need to get all these people to give up being white nationalists. And I really feel when you have an event like that and you have people that may or may not become infiltrators, uh, Tony was talking about yesterday, they had the guy come and, and he's saying on Black's hiding in the corner when they, the guy wrote the book. And the, the people just lie and write all kinds of crap and they wanted to talk to him because he had beer. Like, you know, nobody there could afford their own beers or they wanted to drink his beer. And the guy just writes a pack of lies. Uh, I know uh, it, it's a big deal. I can see why uh, when they ha we have meetings or groups have meetings, uh, they they want them to be private. Yeah, we and at a rally. Yeah, we definitely want our meetings to be private because we don't want to give. Even though they're, you know, we, we always have this question: Well, we're not doing anything illegal. Well, no, but neither is the Miami Dolphins when they're setting up an offensive play against the New York Giants. But they don't want the Giants to know which running back is going to go where, which wide receiver is going to go deep, which one's going Did to go Did you guys south. hear the Brett Favre thing? You know, I knew that. Yeah. I kind of figured that that wasn't true when I saw it, and then it ends up he's paid like 500 bucks to read a script, and he was yeah, just exactly. reading it off a script. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. What a, what a yeah, sellout that he'll, he'll read anything for 500 bucks. Yeah, I know, for 500 bucks. A, yeah, and, and he spent nothing but time in the locker room with a bunch of orcs. And uh, so, and and we know whose puppet they are. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people. You look at Europe burning down. The, the, that, you know, they're, they're going to call, they're threatening to call martial law. And uh, the, the people are pissed. The, the, you exactly. know, the millions of these third world trash, they're the, the real, those people need to stay there and figure out how to build a two-story house and, uh, you know, come here and, uh, the, you know, there is going to be riots in the street. The people are tired of paying for it, tired of having their women raped, tired of being second-class citizens in a country that they founded and their, and their forefathers founded. Yeah, well, I'm looking right, I'm reading now about the, the James Field trial. Apparently that's over with, and I don't really know if we got, uh, I have any information as how that trial ended. Does anybody know what happened there at the end of the trial? What was the verdict? 
I'm the, all all the way back here in November now. I'm down November twenty. I look for him to plea out. I haven't. I don't. I haven't been following it because it's just always fake news and BS. If you listen to it, it'll be something that'll just upset me when I listen to it uh, because I know it's so fake and there's nobody there standing up for him. I mean, uh, you know. I mean, I don't know why one of these big names don't go there and and do like a podcast from there, and the police have to protect them. Then they have a lawsuit against Charlottesville. Hey, we went there just to do a podcast, me and my camera guy, and we were attacked like Jason Kessler. But uh, Dr. Hill was talking about people got to get a pair and go out there. and I have no involvement. I wasn't there. I do support them. I, I, I do support them, but, I mean, I look for them to plea out. They're, they're charging the guy with, like, 30 hate crimes and everything. I look for them to win like they always win. And the lawyer's going to say, hey, these, you're going to prison anyway. Uh, yeah, you best just take uh, what they give you. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not following it. If anybody got an update, I'd love to hear it. I'm reading right, right now as we go along. The lawyer's up to here to December 1st now. So, and, uh, uh, It's not on the Internet. I see nothing about it. Well, it's on uh, Stormfront News, links, and articles. And I'm reading it off of there right now. That uh, that background noise we're hearing is uh, Bob from Nevada. He's uh, got his mic hot, and I just unmuted him. Bob, did you want to say something? Oh, yeah. It was really a question for Frank. Uh, why do you think that, uh, com- that comedian's uh, expose there was uh, fake? I think it's also, uh, it's got a two-edged sword. It, it also is an advertisement for white nationalism and the Klan. Uh, so I'm just curious, because how, how about that movie you recommended, Blood in, Blood in Their Face? It's a very good one. And they admitted they were doing it because it's also a way to uh, expose the white nationalist point of view. You think that was fake, too? I'm just curious. You don't know what's fake anymore. The only only way I can testify to things that are fake or not fake is when I witness with my own eyes. And I know that when I went with my vehicle out of the the parking garage to go pick up my guys at McIntyre Park, I had 10 guys down there. I got a four-seat pickup truck with plenty of room in the back. I could have got 10 guys out of there. When I went down there, I went two two blocks past where the rally was and made a right-hand turn, and there was a wall of Antifa coming up the street. So... Fortunately, there was nobody behind me, so I backed up. I went two more blocks down and made the right, and then I got around it. And then went down to the park to try and pick up my guys and get them out of there safely. So very easy. I'm looking at something here. Now, this one was posted on uh, today at 9.15. I thought it was well established that the fast sow died of a heart attack not getting hit by a car. Uh, This is what the Seaville Weekly posted on Twitter 18 hours ago. Well, apparently, forensic biologist testifies to matching tires' DNA to blood and soft tissue found on the Dodge Challenger. Uh, on the Dodge Challenger. So, well, maybe there was, but how do we know she didn't get knocked down and spit some? I didn't see any wounds on that woman at all, all, all through the time that that was up and posted. So, so well, that's let's see what happened. Clearly, it was an act of self-defense. There's no question about it. And here it is, the, the trial started back in November, and here we are on November, December 2nd, uh, and, and, and nobody, nobody has a, I, I can't see anything that says what the, uh, the jury's you know, conviction or non-conviction was. 
So was he found guilty? Is the trial still going on? I don't know. But, you know, the word is getting out. I see some change of opinion on Charlottesville. I see people starting to stand up for the people demonstrating to preserve the heritage of monuments. And I never used to see that before. It was all, it, it was all the uh, media's uh, talking points. But not anymore. I'm starting to see a change. And I don't know, maybe we're getting through. Something's getting through. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, am I right or wrong? I, I'm starting to see a change. Well, uh, I would, I one thing, though, is Matt Drudge is a Jew, and World Net Daily is a big Zionist, uh, is, is also pro-Jew. Uh, so neither one of those big, neither one of those you know, sources are work. I would, I would, I would give too much credence to because uh, Drudge is a Jew, and, and World Net Daily is just as bad, and, it, and so that doesn't leave a whole lot that we can trust. Well, yeah, well, that's why we need our own news, like uh, Father Francis was saying. Uh, I think that's probably the most important thing that we're talking about is, is doing everything for ourselves. Uh, yeah, he's like a Jerome Corsi. Jerome Corsi, uh, you know, the Mueller is looking into him, but but Jerome Corsi, he was on with Alex Jones. You said from high level, high level sources in the Mossad gave me, you know, uh, this information. Now, what in God's name is he doing talking to high-level sources above the Mossad? Well, I'm reading here in the Fields case that jury selection started on Monday, uh, and this was uh, jury selection and the trial got underway Monday. This was reported on uh, Stormfront News on November 26th. Now, here we are already at December 4th, and I don't see a verdict yet. I'm not reading no, that. It's not, over. it's not over, Frank. Right. Okay. This is, so gonna go on. this is going to go on for a while. Well, you know, how come they ramrodded J- Jacob through that court in two days? That's it. I hear you. I hear you. This, this, this is a totally different, totally different circumstances, too. Yep. They're not going to ram. They're not going to ram ride. At the, at some, you know, how are you going to how are you going to do a speedy trial or anything on, on something that's got thirty counts? So on somebody's got thirty counts. But I think, but to go, to go back to Bob's question to you, is Bob still on the line? Yeah, I'm yeah, on the line. There. Red, go. It was you asking about how was that fake about the the Klan rally on, on with that uh, Kamal Bell? Yeah, I saw that whole thing. I mean. It was pretty interesting. Well, let me tell you, that was brought up when it first came out. This is when Truck Roy was still on the Don's show. Yeah. And we discussed, we, and part of that documentary, they went to, to Harrison, Arkansas, and uh, Truck Roy, was, you know, he, he knows all about it. And he, he even says, that, yeah, that part, that was all set up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because cause there's no no clan is going to allow any black person to come to any of their their cross lines for any reason, no amount of money, anything. I don't think it was good propaganda for our folks at all. Uh-huh. That that whole show is, is set set no, to, you know. Bad. Yeah, all they do is sit there and, and speaking at a white national, having a black person speak at a white nationalist march that cost them millions of dollars. 
it shows tolerance so that we can we can get it up the the butt more. I, I don't tolerate it. I'm 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 tired of. I I had someone say something to my children the other day, and it infuriated me about. And I said, don't be telling my children that. Don't don't say that. That no. We're, we're special there's people. A, there's a self-evident truth that uh, I I don't think we we give uh, enough credence to, and that is that you know there is uh, neo Nazis, neo conservatives. Neo clan, all of these neos who invariably turn out to be uh, serving the Jews' purposes, uh, and either either uh, deliberately or uh, as a consequence of, of being radicalized uh, by by uh, undercover uh, agents, and uh, this uh, and, and I, I hear these 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 conversations a lot. And and it it just like I say the self-evident truth uh, needs to be recognized more, uh, you know. As, as, and as, uh, and it's it's a it's a damned uh, insidious uh, device that the Jew it uses. It does have to be it does have to be recognized. I know that's been said about me, uh, a woman that got involved with Jeffrey Winehouse, political prisoner here in Missouri. She had a rally in Jefferson City. And I said, everyone in the group needs to know what's going on. We should be transparent. And because I said that, she told him that I'm, and she didn't like what I had to say. I uh, fed. And he thought it was hilarious and calls me, and I, I have nothing but a caring heart for my brother that's in bonds, and I, and, and I know the injustice. I've read his story. I've listened to him. I've conferred with the, uh, a Christian brother, Rudy, that I have great faith in, that believes he's innocent, and then someone that don't get their way wants to call us names. And this is the problem with having people involved that, uh, you know, aren't, don't clearly state whose side they're on. And I really never heard Jason say, he, great, he's got a lawsuit, you can be involved in a lawsuit, anybody could do that. We could get one going for bump stocks. I don't know where the NRA is. They should be filing a class action lawsuit for anybody that ever bought a, a bump stock because the government has now said, oh, you bought this piece of plastic, we're going to ban it. You, they made federal tax, they made state tax, but yet now a law-abiding citizen that never did anything, uh, if you possess it in 30 days or don't give it to law enforcement or destroy it, if you have it, you're going to be a felon so they can fill the prisons up more. And, and where is the NRA? Where is Gun Owners of America may do something. They're very famous for lawsuits and litigation. And they also uh, stand up for Schaefer Cox. And they know the corruption in the government. But If I may, that, you know, it's more than just building the prisons up. Now, that's always good, good business. But Sarah Brady, the one near Bradyville, she told Senator Metzenbaum, is a Jew, I presume, with the name of Metzenbaum, she said, if, if if we can take away our guns, we can you know, we can break the resistance to stopping us. It's all about them taking over, and uh, you know. So it's more than more than just you know uh, putting us all in prison for their profit. They uh, they have they want to take over the country, uh, or just shut us up, and then make the whites just be uh, a minority. 
and we got a whole bunch of people on the next programs that really are big Trump supporters and they don't talk about it. But I can tell you there's some gun advocate people and there are some Americans that because he signed this bump stock deal and he has said that he'll let them take the guns first and then do the due process later, he's totally going to lose his base. That's one reason he's held firm on the border. He knows if he don't hold firm on that, uh, we're going to go eight crap. Autumn. Yeah, I won't and vote for him again for damn sure. I won't vote for him either. I won't vote for him either. Uh, uh, only unless he's the best thing we have. <laughs> How is that the best thing, though? Well, I, mean, it's, it's, I understand. It's, 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 I, I'm just saying. I, I don't uh, believe he can vote our way out of this. No, we're, you know, I, uh, they always have some ways. Uh, I uh, voted for Ross Perot and Ron Paul. You know, because I thought those, you know, and I made sure to vote this time. And and uh, uh, I I voted for Josh Hawley that did a, a wrong against me, didn't answer Missouri Sunshine request, and he's a freaking scumbag. And I voted for him because the other choice is a Democratic uh, scumbag, which it's been in there, Claire McCaskill, for 10 years, and Project Veritas caught her lying. Uh, she wants to take the guns. She uh, supports abortion. And uh, so I had to vote for uh, somebody I really didn't like. And, and I, I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of uh, what's the better choice. And so we're just going to let Trump keep, you know, not standing up uh, to these people when he said uh, they weren't messing with the guns, when he said he's building a wall. Where's the wall? Where, he's got the military down there. And, and uh, that's good. Right now he's trying to get that five billion. He, he might shut the government down this weekend to get that wall started. So I don't know. He's doing some I hope so. Well, you're in the world of politics. It's a different world. Then you've got to play some of these games. Uh, he, we couldn't get a guy in there if he wasn't a little bit playing both sides of the fence. That's just the world we're in right now. Yeah, he's compromised because they got him over a barrel. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets impeached. <laughs> you know, then what do we got? Mike Pence? Uh, I, I, I think know. they keep yeah. pushing it. He's going to come out really fighting. I certainly hope so. They keep pushing to impeach him, and, and we'll see at the beginning of the year. You know, because he does have family that can be threatened. There's, one of his boys can go down on a plane. I mean, they got plenty of ways of keeping people straight. but. He's got a lot of power as being the president that he could put a ton of pressure on him, and I certainly hope he's got people that are getting him prepared to do that because they need to – why isn't Hillary locked up? Why are there special privileges for special people? I just saw where this judge in the city, uh, this, this little hottie gets pulled over. She's got revoked driver's license. Her plates are expired. She texts the judge, hey, I'm getting pulled over. She was on the way to the bar to meet him. Uh, they go back to the, she gets the tickets dismissed and everything, and uh, this judge does all kinds of uh, misconduct, and, and and this happened last year, and it's not a national news story. This judge should be he he conspired. He called the guy's supervisor and told her, hey, don't give her, let her leave the scene without a driver's license. He let her uh, leave with revoked plates because the judge called the supervisor and said, oh, she was on the way over here to the courthouse to meet me. We were having a meeting. And, uh, yeah, and then she, got, she had $1,200 in fines, and they got wiped off the books. 
special privileges for special people. If I may, if they they own, they have to control the attorney general. Back in 2008, when they when these banks were were gambling with people's money and, and it all blew back in their face with derivatives, that nobody wanted this toxic stuff. They had to cover that up, and they got uh, they got Eric Holder, which is a bank attorney in there. You had uh, you know Janet Reno, uh, she was a big Zionist, you know that. Um, they're covered up for this uh, stealing of this uranium out of these plants by the by the uh, took it to Israel, uh, and uh, you know in Lynch, and uh, you know and then um, uh, it, it's uh, they're they're all completely controlled. And then they they, um, they they lost control with Sessions, but Sessions it turned out was so dirty, he was in on he was uh, he went in the uranium one deal. Fast and furious, uh, they did nothing. Benghazi, they did nothing. You know, so you know, you, uh, those people are under the control of these Zionists. They, they're, uh, you know, you know, it's like remember they, they had access to the NSA, and they were they were getting and by uh, just just contractors. They weren't even government officials, and they got caught. And uh, Mike Rogers, the, the naval admiral, went to Trump and said, "They they're watching you, brother." And so they, so he pulled out and lifted the lift out of Trump Tower, but then they started using. Uh, FISA, lying to the FISA judges, uh, and then they come up with a fake dossier to get all this done. That fell through, and now they're on cleanup uh, mode. But Trump could get them. He could, he could take them all down. He's got all the departments under, his, under the executive branch. In a, uh, CIA, FBI, all of them work for him. He could fire them all, but he ain't going to do it. And then, and that's a sure sign he's not working for us. Oh, we're almost okay. at the top of the hour here. Uh, the judge like that signed uh, those FISA warrants—they're all puppets. I'd like to remind everybody that, uh, especially the new people. Everybody gets a shot at the mic. If you're in the queue, you get you get to uh, an open mic. And uh, let's see. Well, oh, that's about it then. Okay. What's about it? Now, now don't, let's not forget tonight if we get all the our law school guys on. Um, I don't know what that background noise is, but uh, I've got I've got a common law court meeting. I I can't be there. Uh, so okay. next time. All right, that's okay. And, and anybody else that can be there, Daryl, Al, uh, anybody who was on last week, and I will be calling Jason today and see if I can get him on tonight with us. Hey, since we have a few minutes left here, Daryl mentioned uh, something that Maxine Waters likes to say about every two words, which is impeach 45. You know, what, what has Trump done to, to be impeached? Can anybody give one example of what they could possibly impeach him under? What has he done? I, I, I'm so, still surprised why Trump has to throw Hillary Clinton into the court. They could get him for tax evasion. Yeah. They, they could do a lot of things, man. They could indict a ham sandwich, as they say. They're all, they're all in bed together. That's, I mean, that's why. They already know who the next president's going to be. That's why I don't believe we're going to vote our way out of this mess. Even though I try, but 
That, that's just a simple fact. They already know you know who's going to be up next. I called the midterms, you know. But the whole thing is they talk about impeachment. Well, you got to do something to, to be impeached on. They want to try to keep calling Russian collusion BS, you know. That's obviously not the fact. They can close the case on Hillary Clinton in less than two months, but they've been going on for Russian collusion for, collusion for over two years. It's all bullshit. He has some. Uh, anything, anything to would anything to distract the the normie, you know, to all smoke and mirrors to distract people and just kind of keep people on the edge of their seat. Well, they all know what the hell they're doing. They're all for their best interest. Who it's all about money and power. They don't give a shit if you're black, white, Mexican, or not. They don't give a shit about none of us. I would, I'd have to second that motion. But uh, and here it is. I'm, I'm looking. I'm reading today's post at 8:15, and it says that uh, this is what the Seville Weekly posted on Twitter 18 hours ago. So that would have been yesterday. Uh, forensic biologists testified to matching Hire's DNA to blood and soft tissue found on Dodge Challenger. Well, how did it? Get there. I mean, did somebody? That's impossible. That's impossible. I didn't see any wounds on the girl at all. Well, he didn't even. He hit the car that hit, or supposedly the car that hit her, was the car that was in front of Phil's car. So how the hell is her DNA going to be on Phil's car? Maybe her hair. Maybe somebody that was embracing her uh, touched the car. Who knows? You know, there's. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe it was deliberately put there. It's too easy to it's too easy to fix it. It's too easy to place it on the on the scene to frame somebody. All exactly. I got to do is grab somebody's hairbrush and pull the hair out of it and throw it in the back seat of a car of a car where a girl got raped. Now you got exactly. DNA of it right there. DNA of yeah. it should not be allowed to be used in the court of law. Not if yeah, somebody somebody could her at at the scene grabs whatever DNA off her, wipe her hand just like you said, wipe it on the car. That's 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 not. It, it was set up. There's no way her DNA could be on Phil's car unless somebody else put it there. Because Phil's car did not. Phil's car, if I remember right, didn't even hit any anybody. It hit the van that sent people flying. Am I right? That's the way I saw it. Yeah. That's what I saw. So, and and again, like I said, the confusion on the street that day. Why Jacob Goodwin's attorney did not put that evidence into the court uh, testimony, or for people to see the the actions of DeAndre Harris and the, on, and these other gang of black people and white morons that were throwing things at uh, our our people that were peacefully leaving the scene, going back to the parking garage to get their car. DeAndre Harris did not have his car in the parking garage. He went there specifically to antagonize the people that were leaving, peacefully leaving after the meeting was shut down, unlawfully shut down, by the way. And that's why I'm going to join into the Kessler lawsuit as an interested party. They denied me my civil rights. They, I, I got up early in the morning, drove, picked up three other guys. Actually, two, two of the guys stayed here for a couple of days. Then the third guy came up, and we all went up there together, spent two solid days traveling, 
paying for room, paying for food, all to be shut down because the government denied me my civil rights or my God-given rights, however way you want to put it. The 14th Amendment is a, is a civil right. The, the uh, First Amendment is a God-given right. So the, I would encourage anybody that can, can, be, can do it to do it. And however many people we can get on that lawsuit, the better off it's going to be. I think uh, one thing that Fields uh, Boy did uh, is uh, when they told him he had the right to remain silent, I think he took it serious. And he did remain silent. Uh, from what I can understand, uh, his uh, and I think his defense will be uh, that he was indeed in fear for his life. The, yeah, they got the, that video of those Antifa swarming his car, beating on it, and, and uh, screaming and yelling. Uh, I, I think any any logical person could understand how you could be in fear for your life. Absolutely. And whether whether or not he he did indeed drive over that that woman, or uh, <clears throat> how, however it shakes out there, you know. Uh, I mean, if I, I if. if when I made that right-hand turn and I saw all those Antifa, if there was a pile of Antifa coming in behind me, the only thing different that I would have done from fields, I would have stopped long enough to put my vehicle in four-wheel drive and then go on. Anybody gets in well, my way, I'm taking them out. That should, be the, that should be the activist prime directive, you know, the uh, right to remain silent. <laughs> uh, don't say a damn thing. Uh, wait until you've got a lawyer and uh, you can... Uh, uh, you know, bring it to court uh, in the best possible light. Well, you know, one of the things I do is I won't swear an oath, nor will I affirm, because I have religious objections to that. James 5.12 is a perfect example. It says, above all things, swear not at all. I forget what the other one, I think it was maybe Matthew 5.31 to 37 or something like that. And the it's more detailed. But James 5.12 is good enough. It's a sin to swear an oath or to affirm or to say anything other than yes or no. And therefore, when you do that, that stops the whole show. They can't go any further. Okay, All right, we're well, we're now. at that golden moment again. i gotta, I got to yep. give a shout-out to Daryl. I, I may have accidentally uh, booted him off of the show. Uh, he disappeared. And uh, he didn't come back. So, Daryl, if you heard us, uh, come on back. Nothing personal. I just kind of clicked the wrong button. Okay, time to stop the recording, huh? Any any final words, Father Francis? Or No, we're, we're already at 10.07. Let's just go ahead and, and anybody that can call, call in tonight with the legal team, do so. You all know the number. And uh, if you don't have the number, you can contact the... Robert or Rich, I mean, you guys you guys are, are privy to all the numbers. And uh, get with me. Let's do it. Okay. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Right, bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.